What up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Cindy Robinson, and today we are going to be talking Utah, recapping their game from last week, and taking a preview at their first game going into conference play, which will be against my Washington State Cougars. So you already know this week is a battle between me and my great friend, Brian Brown, but it'll be all good and, and a little bit of fun as well. So, you know, you know how we do. <laughs> On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Pac-12. You already know this is the best place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news. Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by me, Cindy Robinson. So follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, joining me is Brian Brown from Locked On Youth because we are focusing on Utah and how they played in that last game, the last game of their non-conference schedule before, you know, jumping into what will be, I will say, a pretty rough schedule ahead coming into the Pac-12 play. But, Brian, how was your weekend? I was hoping that we could just skip to the whole, uh, you know, like, let's talk about Utah versus Washington State, but you're going to make me relive bad memories. Uh, The weekend overall was good. Uh, You and I both share love of tacos, and I got some really good tacos over the weekend. Unfortunately, I was hoping they'd be victory tacos, and they were not, thanks to the University of Utah throwing out a real stinker of a first and half and third quarter for the most part. Uh, Rallied there in the fourth quarter with a quarterback change, uh, managed to get back into it, and then uh, I found out firsthand that the new overtime rules just really suck. So other than that, it was a good weekend, um, you know, and, um, you know, I love weekends because weekends are better than weekdays because, you know, no work and whatnot, but... Uh, not a great effort from the University of Utah, without a doubt. So they're going into conference play one and two, um, lost to BYU, lost to San Diego State. Just first, discuss before we dive into deep, like what went wrong and all of that, like how is that affecting their momentum and confidence ahead of uh, conference play? You would think that things would be, you know, rain clouds and and destruction and all that kind of stuff. Uh, It's the first time that Utah's lost back-to-back out-of-conference games in 19 years. So, literally, you weren't even driving the last time they they lost Uh, back-to-back. Fair. Fair. I had to to do the math really quick, but, like, yes, I'm not that old. (laughs) You youngins, you know, the the, the new maths, they take a little bit longer sometimes. Oh, forget you. but so it's it's you would think that Utah fans would be losing their minds and going crazy. And they were until Tuesday when news broke that quarterback Charlie Brewer was leaving the program and Cameron Rising was taking over. And I got to be honest, the uh, the mood around here is definitely rising as well. Utah fans are loving the change. Cameron Rising sparked a 14-point comeback. He tied up the game. He was effective. We saw an offense that moved the football. Uh, they were able to put up points in, in overtime. In fact, if it wasn't for an overturned catch, that game may still be going on. We don't even know. Um, no, it, it would have ended eventually, <laughs> but 
But rising brought a breath of fresh air, a lot of excitement and energy to a Utah offense that's just been uh, lackluster as being polite. They, they've been awful. Um, and so I think there that and, and and for some reason Utah fans have started calling Cameron Rising a uh, thick boy, uh, I guess because he's got a little thicker, you know, thick thighs and runs and, and he's hard to tackle. So that combined with some fun on social media has really made it, you know, almost a positive week in some respects. Uh, more hopeful, I think, than anything is the best way to describe it. Um, is there any like shock to Charlie Brewer's decision to leave the program? I feel like that is in a very extreme situation, especially how early it is in the season, but to not only like, okay, well, I may be having to sit down, you know, because I kind of might be getting beat out of my position, but I'm actually going to up and leave. Um, that, that just sounds like, you know, a real drastic move. It is, but I think on, on Brewer's, uh, side of things, it's a move that had to be made in order to preserve eligibility. Um, and that's the biggest thing. You know, he is a four year starter that transferred to the University of Utah, and he came there for one thing to be the starting quarterback and to play football. That had dried up. And I think even Charlie Brewer knew that that job was gone and, and he could stay around and wait and, and possibly, you know, hope for an in- injury or, or uh, you know, maybe even just like. Now that he'd played in three games, you know, the, the, the fact of maintaining a red shirt was even more uh, tenuous. And, and so he made a decision that was best for him and his football future. Uh, you know, I don't know that Utah fans are upset necessarily. I think there's maybe a little bit of like, wow, you can even stick it out for the year. Um, but for the most part, I think it was just obvious. You know, the, the offense was much more effective under, under rising. He's an exciting player. He's been in the program for a while. You know, how, how he, had he not gotten hurt against USC in 2020, he likely would have started all five or six games for the University of Utah then. Um, you know, so I think it's, it is a shocking development without a doubt, and it's, it's very rare that Utah's ever in the national headlines in a, for a midweek situation. Uh, but that's really what happened with Brewer, and and you know you wish him the best of luck. I, I you know as former athletes, I think we both would agree. Like pl- go out and play as long as you possibly can. Do whatever you can to secure that. Um, but at the same time, like it's 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 weird because there was so much excitement and hype and 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 talk about him being the guy. And you know I I don't know that Utah always gave him the fairest of shakes in terms of the system and the things that they ran. Uh, but you know it, it's they are where they are right now, and and. It'll be fascinating to see if things don't go well for Cameron Rising, what, what happens next. But, um, you know, that's that's definitely more of a naysayer's perspective. Yeah. Okay, well, coming up next, we'll dive deeper into what went wrong in that San Diego State game against um, Utah. But for those of you into betting, this is the perfect time for you to check out betonline.ag. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is your online sportsbook expert. 
okay, Brian, this is a time where we have to, you know, get a little more detail. We need to know what happened to your Utah Utes against San Diego State. May I add, San Diego State, BYU. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I don't know about UNLV, but San Diego State and BYU now seem to have, I want to say a chokehold. But actually, I think San Diego State lost to ASU. Am I wrong? No, no. UNLV lost to ASU. Uh, BYU is now beating ASU. And San Diego State's beaten Arizona and Utah. There, so. there you go. There yeah. you go. So San Diego State and BYU have a chokehold on the Pac-12. Um, BYU ran, ran through through the Pac-12 like Tomb Raider. Um, <laughs> the Saints the Saints beat the Sinners definitely in that one, you know, as BYU emerged victorious over the Sun Devils. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that works. I had to think. I had to figure it out. I was like, "Are they the same?" It's like, what? Great, great analogy there. Metaphor, whatever you want to call it. Um, love it. But either way, I need to know what went wrong. You were very upset after the BYU game. I know this game was closer. Score was closer. Um, but a lot to critique. Um, a lot of things that just weren't good, and that wouldn't be good in Pac-12 play. No, it, it's 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 bad, really, and um, you know I, I think there is some optimism surrounding Cameron Rising stepping into the reins, but the biggest problem is is are the guys up front going to block for him? And we saw a lot of shuffling throughout the San Diego State game, trying to find an answer, and it does feel like Utah maybe has. Uh, Braden Daniels, who started the season left guard, has bumped out to right tackle. Uh, they've brought in Keaton Bills, who started a few games to to secure that left guard position. Uh, Jaron Kump, who was injured to start the season, has now played in his second game. So they are optimistic that that group is going to improve. But if it doesn't, this is a disaster for Utah. They, they, we've already seen them play two good defensive fronts in San Diego State and BYU. And, and say what you will, those are both teams that are undefeated currently. Uh, and you can't really say the same thing for, for the rest of the Pac-12, especially the South. Um, you know, and, and, and we talked that this was going to be a rough season as is just with all the Southern teams, uh, for you to drop out of conference games, the way that, that every school almost has, uh, it's scary. You know, Fresno state, I think is the other one that, that has just steamrolled every PAC 12 South team that they've played seemingly, um, you know, dropped a tough one at Oregon, beat UCLA the other night. And so, uh, Maybe some of this is just the COVID effect, right, of only playing five or six games for a lot of these programs last year, being late to start, whatever. Um, but Utah has bigger problems than just the quarterback position. The def defensive line's been pushed around a little bit. They lost two starters to season-ending injuries. Corner JT Broughton, who I think was 
uh, you know, an NFL guy if he played through all the entire the entire season. Uh, Vianney Mawala, defensive tackle, you know, going up against a team like Washington State that has a pretty reliable offensive line for the most part. They're going to miss him big time. Uh, I do feel like Utah's got a little bit of an opportunity to get right, as, as we've seen Washington State's defensive front has still struggled um, a little bit early on this season. Um, but this is they, these are two teams that both need a victory, something fierce, right? And and so it's you're going to learn a lot about these teams, these programs. We've not seen a lot of this kind of struggle from a Kyle Whittingham team in recent years in the Pac-12. You know, early years when they first started out five and seven, a couple years back to back. We're always looking for that breakthrough win. Um, now what they're really looking for is a back on track victory. And uh, you know, I I think. I think it's going to be very close. I do think Utah has a as good a shot to win this game as they have any on their schedule. Um, but by no means are all their problems solved, without a doubt. Well, yeah, we saw Washington State start off really well against USC. Um, looked like they were going to just dominate, start a game 14-0, yeah. just to let it slip out of their fingers, um, which, you know, whole other level, level of disappointment that I want to talk about right now. <laughs> right, but, right. Um, that same, with that being said, I do think that they have something there. It's a matter of just executing throughout the whole uh, game and, you know, being able to get those stops. That is a major thing that obviously came to work against them, against USC. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is it's like you said, they let a lot, Washington State let a lot slip through their hands. They had all the opportunities in the world. Keaton Slovis goes down, Jackson Dart steps in, makes a few mistakes, and they could never capitalize on those mistakes and, and ended up making some mistakes of their own. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like the great teams separate themselves by minimizing those mistakes and capitalizing on the mistakes of the others. And that's really the MO for both of these teams right now. They need to find rhythm. Uh, you know, that offense for Washington State, at times it's clicking. It seems like they're starting to get the ball into Max Borgie's uh, hands finally. You know, shout out, shout out to RBs for getting our RB number one, uh, <laughs> an NIL deal, you know, uh, with Borgie. But, like, he's got to be the motor. That, like he's got to yeah. be it, and and then you're starting to see because he can he can do some things and get some defenses wary. Uh, that's going to open up things for the passing game, and and they've got some good receivers there. But it's it's it, it very similar sets here, right? The, these are two teams that are out of rhythm. It, it's like a car that's misfiring, and they need to figure out how to get those plugs fixed. And and it starts with mistakes, self-inflicted yeah. mistakes too, not not yeah. things that are being caused by the other teams. Yeah. Coming up next, Brian and I will touch on a little more about conference play starting. And I do want to ask Brian a little bit about some of these teams that are starting to look a little flukish, in my opinion. But we'll, we'll dive into that next. Um, before that, for those of you that may be looking for a new snack um, that's healthy and tasty, Built Bar is for you. Literally has nine delicious flavors for you to choose from. From a coconut, coconut almond flavor to cherry, raspberry, um, and then to those chocolate flavors, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Literally something for everyone. And if you're someone who likes to try them all, there's something for you. It's called a mix box. You can get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, I mentioned it's healthy as well as tasty. Yeah, it's 17 to 18 grams of protein. It's low in calories, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. 
you're really not beating this, you guys. I'm telling you. And Brian will vouch for it. He loves them. He eats them all the time, raves about them, telling me about a new flavor every chance he can get. So trust me, it's worth the try. If you want to try them out, you can go to BillBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Now for my college football fanatics, have you heard of Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this. I know you will too. It's just another way to play it's daily fantasy, but it's college sports. Um, Price Books offers more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might have never even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. You can literally mix sports entries. Uh, you can take the over on LeBron, combine it with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com and go to the App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is da daily fantasy made easy. I'm telling you, Brian, I'm not a huge daily fantasy person because fantasy football already gives me anxiety. But PrizePix is fun to work with, um, fun to get your, you know, Get in the mix of fantasy, daily fantasy, win a little money, you know, never hurt nobody. <laughs> You're muted. Look how you do me. Look how you do me. <laughs> I just I just wanted to let you sizzle as long as you possibly oh, could. You know, like that, yeah, like sell that sizzle. The steak is, you know, it's whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, my it. God. Oh, my God. Uh, but that's like how daily fantasy is, right? That's your daily sizzle. It gets you popping, you know, gets you excited, gets you researching stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Like, I love it during basketball season. Oof. No, that's too hectic. I'm not, we're not even talking <laughs> about that right now. We're not there yet. October hasn't even hit. I refuse to talk about that. Like, like too, yeah, it's not too, like training camps up in next week or anything. Too much. No, nope, not in my eyes. We're not talking about it. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. Anyways, back to football. So, we've been harping on a lot of teams not living up to expectations. And I did not expect this team to fall under that after being so surprising to start off the season, and that's UCLA. They started the season off a lot better than we both had expected and anticipated, only to fall short after that bye week. And I wonder if it was the bye week that may have contributed to this because it's so early in the season. Did they really need the break yet? No. Um, they were on a roll, had great momentum in those first two games, and then came back against the Fresno State team that I just wouldn't have expected to come and, you know, be the team to beat them. You wouldn't. And and then you look at their roster and you realize that it's just loaded with dudes. Jalen Cropper, the wide receiver that seemed to be everywhere, was a guy that had multiple Pac-12 offers, decided to stay home in Fres at Fresno, and it's paying dividends for him. Jake Hayner, transfer from Washington, you know, and, and man, like I – 
I don't know about you, but watching that game, I'm like, how do you pick Dylan Morris over Jake Hayner? I don't know. Like, I'm not a coach. Clearly, I, I'm just the dude that they gave a microphone for some reason. But um, like, like, he's a gutty kid, and he throws a great football, and he's confident, and he's out there just playing through what I don't know, broken hip or something. Like, it looks like, you know, whatever was going on, like that guy was going off. And, and you know, there's some more transfers from P5 programs. Uh, including across the Pac-12, so they have some dudes there. But by contrast, like that UCLA offense was not firing the way that we saw it earlier in the year, you know. And it, it did look like, uh, for some reason, once they they during the bye week that that slowed things down a little bit, and they started to warm back up. I think that's really evident in the second half, right, where they started to climb back into it, and it was going neck and neck. I think this, the thing that was really most bothersome to me watching that game was we saw shades of the of previous UCL defenses and not the defense that we've seen, right? Like that that defense was soft. It was allowing a lot of stuff underneath. It was, it, you know, they were getting pressure on Hayner, but they weren't getting any kind of play on the back end. And that's that's a big change from what we've seen from UCLA so far this year. And I think that's the part where I look at it and be like, that has me nervous. So – do you did this one game make you question if UCLA is the real deal? Are they the real um, top contenders of the Pac-12 South, or is it like still too early to tell? It was one game. Give them a little break. Give them some grace. Where, where are you standing at? I don't think they were ever the real contender. I think a lot of that was national hype because they beat LSU. You know, and okay. LSU is a team that's still struggling, right? Like we're seeing them kind of bump along a little bit too. And that's not to take anything off of that win. It was a big win for UCLA, and and I think that program is is back to a to to a degree. Not nothing is back to the level that Texas needs to get back, right? Um, but they are still in process. You know, like like the loading circle is still spinning for them, and 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 we're still kind of updating some of the things here. And I think we saw it with the defense, right? First and foremost, and and the and you know DTR has not a, a avid fan, and I still believe in the in the guy, but he's not really taking that that next next step, right? Like he he's executing the stuff that Chip wants him to run, and the running game is clicking, and and it's going well. Uh, I think the next step is for him to be out there, you know, getting his Lamar on and being a stone cold killer in the throw game. Uh, until that really happens, like this is going to be another team that's going to be a, a massive hurdle for everybody else. But I don't think you can call him a clear front runner without a doubt. Okay. Well, Pac-12 play starts this weekend. We will see lots of teams facing each other. And it gets real at this point. I mean, it was already real seeing college football back. But, like, now we're in the thick of it. Conferences all across the country are starting to actually, you know, start their in-conference play. And this is when things get really good. This is when you start, uh, what is it, weeding out the uh winners from the losers per se come on washington state i need you to i need you to get it together okay i need y'all to get it together that's all i'm saying next week they can do it next week. no no this week they cannot lose against utah it's out we didn't even come with our bet no we were going to it's gotta be okay we we have we have another show that we're going to do this week so we'll have the bet for the world to tell them what it is ahead of the game. So yes, yeah, stay tuned. If you guys have any suggestions for our bet, hit us up on LO underscore pack 12 on Twitter or underscore Cindy Robinson or at Brown bear SLC. And then you can also follow along on Twitter, uh, locked on 
Utes, okay? Mm -hmm. Brian don't like to tell nobody about that one, but you know it's out there for you Utah fans. And then you can also follow on the Odyssey app, Locked On Pac-12, and Locked On Utes, or wherever you get your podcasts. For those of you into betting, you definitely want to check out the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, Wrong team favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by the Odyssey app or betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Um, other than that, stay locked on the Pac 12 on the Locked On Network as, you know, things are getting deeper and deeper for Pac 12 football. And as Brian was starting to talk about, college basketball is right around the corner as well. So, you know, a lot in the works, a lot for you to keep up with. And we got you right here on the Locked On Network.